views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, my gosh. It is so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. I mean, I'm just like, I, I you know, I, I'll wake up some days and other than ask the question that, you know, Miss Glenna has taught me, what else is possible? I wake up some days and I just think I'm so grateful to Benny. I'm grateful for the listeners. I'm grateful for all of you. First of all, naming the show. I'm grateful for how you get to show up and, and help me show up as a better person in the world. And we are getting your messages. We're getting your emails. We're getting your questions. Now I'm getting your texts because, you know, maybe my phone number or cell phone's written on some bathroom wall or something. I don't know. But whatever it is. If we don't get back to you right away, we will. Today's show is one of the most incredible topics that we could be talking about today in the world of motherhood. And what do I even mean by that? Here you go. Being a mom and having it all. Megan Hill, Glenna Rice. Being a mom and having it all. Now, I want to just say, many of you know Glenna, Dr. Glenna Rice. She has been taking this journey with us for several years. She travels the world and helps people understand what does it mean to be a questionable parent? What does it mean to be empowered? What does it mean to learn how the body does speak with us? And she goes from country to country, city to city. You know, not just as someone that owns her own physical therapy business, but she is a facilitator for access consciousness seminars. She puts on seminars on parenting. She puts on seminars on how to love, appreciate, use our body for a new level of consciousness. And she's been a regular right here, my co-host for years. And we're just warming up. Megan Hill is joining us here today because she has stepped into the world as somebody that understands that there is a calling to life that she has full access to. You know, she's the mother of a beautiful, beautiful boy, and she is also an access facilitator, coach, and speaker. She travels the world. She's, she's right there helping people understand what the true meaning of empowerment is because here's the deal. The word empowerment while it may not have changed in its, in its Webster perspective, it has literally changed in the way we get to show up 
in the world. Welcome to both of you. It's great to have you here. Dr. Glenna, Megan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. I always love your introductions. <laughs> oh. I am so, so excited about today's show. And Glenna, let me start with you. And, and this is what the way we're going to do this show. For all of you know, the three of us are going to have a conversation just like we'd be sitting down having a cup of tea or coffee or whatever we have. We're going to have that conversation because it's a big one. You know, being a mom and having it all, most people hear that clearly. If you've ever raised a child, you're hearing that and already you've got a hot flash showing up. Dr. Glenna, <laughs> Megan, am I right? Am I right, ladies? You are, you are correct. <laughs> yes, I had many moments like that in my life with raising the three kids I have. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but you both are going to help us wipe the sweat away, aren't you? <laughs> as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I would like to hear this from each of you. There is a level of parenting that many people are quite aware of. It is not necessarily a level of parenting that comes from consciousness or awareness or even the question. I would love to hear from each of you what the old paradigm of parenting parenting is and what the new consciousness parenting uh, really speaks to for us. Not from just a parent's point of view, but from a child's point of view. Who'd like to kick that one off? What, let's start out big. <laughs> really big. That's a that's a small <laughs> question there, Dr. Pat. <laughs> um, the old paradigm or the paradigm most people are using in this reality would be parenting from controls, from conclusions, from decisions, from how they're supposed to be, trying to be a perfect parent, trying to get it right, and trying to fit into how everybody else is parenting. So what me and Megan are going to be talking about is parenting from, like you said, a question. Being able to follow the energy of what's going on in your family all the time doing what works for you as a parent, which could be so different than what this reality is doing, um, and asking to have more in your life all the time, and acknowledging your kids' um, capacities, abilities, what they know, and always including them in everything you're creating. Like, what do your children know is not a question a lot of people are asking out there. And that can give you so much information about how to make parenting easier for you, because your kids are a wealth of information about what works for them that like, allows you to have a life that works for you more when everybody is working from that point of view. Yeah. I mean, and when we think about this, you said something really interesting. Megan, I'd love for you to talk about it. Because not only is is it a different perspective about who we think we are as parents, right? But it's a different perspective if we we take a moment to look at the question from our our child's point of view, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I... One of the, you know, when you look at when you look at the old way of parenting and the new way of parenting, there's definitely different generations, of course, at play. Um, I'm in my 30s, and so when my my mom was, you know, her generation was, you know, the women burning their bras and and really for the first time in history being able to be the career woman and and not having to be the you know the the homemaker. So I grew up with a mom who who traveled, who worked, who who really was putting her career first and. And I do get, as a kid, I picked up a lot of places where, you know, she was making herself wrong for that. Society was making her wrong for that. Um, so I had a really weird desire to sort of merge merge that world and not, not have to be the mom that, you know, travels all the time and makes work a priority or has to work to prove that they're being a good woman. 
but that I could actually, like, I kept asking, like, what would it be like if I could actually, you know, have a job, work, create my life, and be a parent, and not feel terrible every moment I'm away from my kids? So I think that's sort of like the new way of parenting is really creating what works for you, because I know a lot of women who, who do stay at home, and they love it. I know a lot of women who are judging themselves terribly for attempting to stay home. I was one of these to, to stay home and, and take care of their kid. And I was miserable. I hated it. I hated mom groups. I thought I was wrong for not, you know, wanting to plan dinner and have play dates and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't mean that that's wrong or that there's a right way. It just means you have to find what works for you and for your kid. So from a child's point of view, like as, as a kid, when I was a kid, I just wanted my mom to be happy. And I think my kid feels the same way and also empowered to know that, you know, you can choose to, to create whatever life you like. Yeah. I wanted to say, if you don't mind, yeah. I did, I did do the bra burning thing in Atlantic city. <laughs> of course <laughs> <you> did. <laughs> I just wanted to say, but you're right about that. You know, I mean, I work with young, I work with young women as well. And I will say to you, you know, many of them, when I bring up the bra burning thing, they actually have to Google it because, you know, they're thinking to them, they're, they're literally looking at me thinking, wow, why are you even wearing a bra? But that's another show we can do. Right? <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that's a whole nother. Problem. But, you know, here's what I want to ask you both about, you know, what have you learned through the tools, the access tools? What have you learned? And how did that learning literally change how you parent, but most importantly, change you? It changed you. Who would like to talk about that first? Because you uh, two, um, you, both of you picked up some tools along the way here. Yes, lots of wonderful tools. <laughs> um, couldn't be doing this right now the way I am without yeah. the tools. You know, when, when I... Um, I, when I first found the tools of access, when I first went to my first access class, I had three kids. They were pretty young. Youngest was two. And I was crazy and insane with all the things I was doing. With being Everything Megan was talking about, having my business and my career and the kids. And I was a single mom at this point um, doing everything. And I was crazy. I was not a happy person to be around. And um, one of the things that Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, talked to me about was that for me to acknowledge that I can do it all and that I like to do it all. Um, that that's part of who I was, that this wasn't a wrongness about me. The fact that other people could see my life and think it was crazy was yeah. not actually what was going on. It was what other people's points of views. And then I had to start looking at what actually worked for me, what worked for my kids, like all the activities I had them in. Were these actually activities they had any interest in? And a bunch of those fell away. And my life got actually busier I started traveling more, doing more classes, got my practice, got busier. Um, but because it was what worked for me, there was an incredible ease with the whole thing. So just that tool we brought up a whole bunch about um, what, what would work for you in your life. And just you yeah. just ask that question and things start to show up. You start to see what works for you and you start to see what doesn't. And if cleaning the house isn't something you like to do, you hire someone to do that. So the things you don't like to do, you can have other people do. Yeah. And I had got my first house cleaner at the time and it was like, oh, my God, I never even thought that I could have something like that in my life. But it totally worked for me. And a lot, like, day, daycare got easier. The people that started caring for my kids showed up in different magical ways. Um, and the things that I loved to do started getting louder in my universe, and I started having a lot more fun. 
Wow. Yeah. I love that. So, I, I, yeah, Megan, how about you? Because, you know, I, both of you have children, but I think the age, the age differences in your, uh, there are age differences in the children that you do have. And so yeah, I, is there a difference between having a child that's more like teenager-ish or a young child, Megan? What do you think? Well, I mean, all stages of having kids are very interesting. So my, <laughs> my child is four. And I was actually already taking access classes and using the tools in my life when I became pregnant. And I used the tools of access all through pregnancy. But one of the key things that has really helped me all along the way is that Gary Douglas and everything in access has this amazing way of getting to what is. So it cuts through all the crap and just looks at, okay, this is what it is. So one of the things Gary has said for years was, Kids, you know, children are the one sexually transmitted disease you can't get rid of. And I used to just think, you're crazy, you just don't wow, like children, yeah. you know. And, and then I had a kid, and I was like, oh, my God, he's correct. <laughs> like, it's the one that you, once you choose to have a child, you're, that's your child. Like, you're stuck with them, whether you like them or not, whether they like you or not. You guys are in it for at least 18 years. And just being able to, to have that conversation of, wow, it's definitely something that creates a bit of a dis-ease in your life because then all of a sudden you have to take care of somebody else other than you. And the other thing, I mean, this, this whole idea of getting to what is, you know, he was recently, he has a four-year-old, um, a four-year-old grandson. Yeah. And so he was talking about, like, I've been really lately, I still judge myself. I think we all do. So yeah. he really is at this place where he wants to play a lot. And I'm like, after, you know, 30 minutes of pretend playing with Ninja Turtles, I'm about to shoot myself. <laughs> so Gary was talking recently in this class and he was saying, you know, after five minutes of playing with him, I'm begging for someone to call me on my phone so I can, you know, pretend like I have work to do because at this age, like, I just want to hire someone to play with him. And I burst out laughing. And, and it's because that's the lightness of what is for him. And was speaking to something within me. There are some people that love to play with their children all the time, but just acknowledging, hey, not wanting to play with your kids for 24 hours because they can be so intense and so demanding, and just admitting, like, God, can I just hire someone to play with the kids? Huh. It brings this laughter and speaks to what is for you so that you can actually change it and also laugh at the fact, okay, good, I'm playing with him and I hate this right now but at least you have the lightness of what's going on that's true rather than pretending that you enjoy it and hating it and then making yourself wrong for not liking it and all that crazy stuff that we do. Yeah. I mean, isn't that just one of the many myths that we are looking at and busting through, busting beyond, yeah. as we as we would say in our crust-busting vernacular, right, Dr. Glenna? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You know, that was then, this is now. There are new things that we've learned. Isn't it true? We have to learn new things because if we didn't new, learn new ways of being in life and having a new level of awareness, we would not be able to keep up the energy, the movement, the acceleration. It, it really is calling us to learn something new, but it's calling us to learn something new that works. And what you both are talking about you're talking about things you've learned that is actually working and helping. Glenna, I wanted to ask you about this and actually ask you both. You know, you are moms. Now, if I say, now, wait a minute, I'm the mom and I'm the leader 
in my life and the leader in my family. Now, most people would be thinking, wow, that's kind of weird. But let's talk about what it means to be a leader in your life and also a leader in your family and what the, what the mom does to demonstrate that, Dr. Glenna. Good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, being a, a leader is really choosing to go where you know to go, go where, and whether anyone ever follows you or not. Like, choose what you know from that place of awareness of what's going to create more for you, more for the planet, more for your family. And whether anyone agrees with it um, is, I mean, that's not what it's about. It's about choosing for you and what works for you, like we've been saying, and then allowing your family to come along if they choose to. So with my kids, I mean, I'm, this is really cool. Just recently, my oldest daughter, who's 17 now, um, demonstrated this quality of leadership that was incredible with this um, movie she's producing at school, yeah. a black and white movie, The Tramp, the old Charlie Chaplin movie. They're doing that film. Um, and she was put with a team of five kids that were not doing anything. She was in tears. She was upset. She couldn't get anything, anyone to do <sighs> anything with her. And I started asking her lots of access questions, like, "What can we change anything? What's going? What are you aware of? And she goes, Mom, they just don't care. I'm like, okay, so what? What could you do and be different so they did care? How can you create that as a leader of the project so they come along? How can you be different with this whole thing? And we didn't come to conclusions about what she actually had to do different. But the next week, they all showed up. She gathered up five kids, five, two little kids and five teenagers in the house and started filming on this thing. And everyone was happy. Everyone was, you know, going along with what she was asking for. And I asked her again the next day, like, so what changed? She said, Mom, they care now. And her willing to be what was required, whether anyone agreed with her on that team or not, was able to change the whole thing. So being that in my family is the same way. It's like I, I choose from this place that's going to create more. And because I'm choosing that way, my kids can see that they can start being that way in their life, too. So they'll grow up to be leaders in their, in, you know, their community in the world. Um, does that kind of explain it? Yes, it does. And guess what? I want you to chime in here, Megan, because here's the thing that I want to just say for everybody. That situation that she described to you, it happens in graduate school, too. So that so figuring it out when you're young is going to help you along the way. It it will Absolutely. happen during work. It will happen during projects. You know, I did a bingo fundraiser yesterday and what you're sharing and asking uh, her to really think about is what are some of the ways, what are some of the questions that will help people come along with us? Megan, what's, you, uh, what, what's your experience with that? Well, my, you know, just across the board, one main thing is, you know, what, what Glenda was talking about is, is looking at it from what, what could you create as a person, as yeah. empowering your kids to, to not ever look to anyone else outside of you to choose, you know, what would work for you. So even with with being a mom or whether you're being a mom or you're, you know, in school, really looking at it from if I, if I were the only person I knew who had ever been a mom, what would I choose to create? If I didn't have any reference point for how this was supposed to go, what would I choose? And from that phase, then you get to actually be a leader because you do have to sort of know where you would like to go. So acknowledging that you do know what you'd like to create and then going for it is sort of this whole, it's this undertone of everything in access consciousness. And 
and empowering you to be that as a parent, empowering, empowering your kids to be that, empowering you to create your job with that, empowering you to just be that in every area of your life will create a greater reality across the board. Yeah. And by the way, just, by the way, just so you know, and, and I'll be talking about this later on in the show, just so you know that uh, moms today are being called uh, the CEOs of their household. I mean, it's yeah. not like that's that's what we're talking about here today. That's where we that's where we are in today's world. And there are a lot of reasons why that is. But that's really now backed by empirical research, backed by the reality of the world, backed by what moms do in today's world and how they do it. I want to ask you both, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the beliefs, if you if you could point to them, that you grew up with? that you had to literally let go of in order to, to be a leading parent from consciousness. Do you have any of those? Did maybe a little bit, Dr. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Do you want to go Glenna? Okay. Well, I I am married. So there's a whole bunch of stuff with being married and what that looks like and what's that, what that, what the roles are supposed to be. So I had a lot of points of views about where, you know, what my husband was supposed to do, what I was supposed to do, you know, what we were supposed to do with our kids. And it created just so much conflict because he didn't grow up with that same point of view. You know, we are all raised in totally different situations. So what I think is normal is absolutely not how he was raised. So we're coming at it from two totally different angles. So, for example, something like, you know, um, Thanksgiving holiday. He's My husband's not from the United States, so Thanksgiving is not that big of a deal to him. I was making Thanksgiving a really big deal, and he didn't want to come over and over again for, like, years. He didn't see the point in going and eating and watching football. And this is something that I've made really significant. I don't know why. I don't even know where it came from. When I finally looked at it and was like, do I actually care about this? Does this, you know, does this significant holiday mean as much as I'm making it? Is it really going to create anything? Is it worth fighting over it? And no. And so I come at it with every point of view. So that's just one of them. But things like, you know, who's supposed to take care of the kid at certain times and what those roles are and who's, who's supposed to do what. If you literally looked at it from if we could choose anything as a couple, as a family, what would we create? And it's amazing yeah. how many of those things that, you know, I also have a kid who's, who's young enough to still, and he questions everything. So he'll say things like, I'll say, well, you can't have that for breakfast. And he'll say, why? And I'll be like, actually, I don't know. So go ahead. I don't, under, I don't know why you can't have a cookie for breakfast, but you can have a donut. You know, like, where did that even come from? <laughs> so he'll question that, that underlying point of view because that's just, yes, what they do as toddlers. And then I'll be like, okay, fine, go for it. Like, I'm willing to change any point of view as we go. And that's one of the other key tools that really helps everything is being an interesting point of view about everything. You know, yeah. Megan, I love the supposed tos. Um, yeah. So many, with, when I separated from their dad, um, there were so many supposed tos about what he was supposed to do as a father, supposed to be as a father, that I would get from my family that would stop 
all of my possibilities and creations, because if I even went down the road that he was supposed oh. to give money, he was supposed to have them for a certain amount of time, he was supposed to do timeshare, which he did none of that, I stopped everything because I tried to get him to do something he was never going to do. And I had, like, so just that word, anytime I ever caught myself saying, you're supposed to, it just, that right there are, is a bunch of conclusions and judgments and points of views from everyone around that never is something that's contributing to me creating more. So instead I would say, okay, so he's not going to do that. What's it going to take to create the money? What's it going to take to have people help me raise my kids? What's it going to take to change it so I can have my life, I can create what I want, what's going to create more for me and the kids? And the supposed to always like, suck you backwards into this insanity of trying to make <laughs> someone do something. <laughs> you know, and just with the cookie and donut thing, I think I had that same conversation with my kids. Like, you know, why couldn't they have a cookie? Cereal's not any different than that. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, I love how you said that, Jonah, because that, that applies everywhere. Like, you know, when you're dating someone or, you know, I, my husband and I had some issues and I was talking to some girlfriends about it. And I was like, wow, this isn't making any of this any lighter. This is making me hate him. And I don't really think yeah. that's where I want to go because he is a contribution to my life. I adore having him. He makes my life easier. And we, we do get along. So destroying the relationship just because of some nitty gritty, you know, supposed to was just out of control, but there's so much, just watch, you know, if you're listening to this, watch how many things in your life you come at it from you're supposed to, you're supposed to eat three times a day. You're supposed to, you know, do this with your kids. You're supposed, all the supposed to take you out of question. Yeah. And, and Glenna, you said it brilliantly. Like you went to question. Yeah. It just feels like they're supposed to do homework. That stops their homework. Instead, what, what's tomorrow going to be like? Oh, I mean, I'll ask them, okay, if you don't do your homework, what's tomorrow going to be like when you go to school? Yeah. So let's even talk about, uh, I know we're going to go to a quick break, but let's even talk about the how-to. Okay. So we're talking about, I love the whole analogy about the cookie and the donut thing. I, I mean, you know, doesn't that really say it all? Um, but, you know, here's the thing I want to chat with you both about when we come back. And it's kind of, yeah, okay, now, wait a minute. Now let's take a look at, okay, those are the kinds of do's and don'ts. But now we're getting in the middle of how our kids go about doing something, right? Now this is, this is where the rubber is going to meet the road. Because what if, what if your child decided to eat that bowl of cereal with water and not milk. OMG, where do we even go from there? Uh, how do the hows get in the way of us absolutely tapping in to the greatness that we are as parents and as children? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got lots to share with you about some of the upcoming classes, especially April 23rd through 25th. Glenna is going to talk about that. And Megan and Glenna are going to talk about how do we transcend the isms of our lives. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Two 
Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now through March for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Everybody, I am loving this conversation. For those of you out there, being a mom and having it all, Megan Hill joining Dr. Glenna Rice and I here today. And we're going to tell you lots of information, and then we're going to go to a phone. We've got a fabulous listener. So lots of information. But first, Megan, let me kick it back to you. Um, I know there are a lot of classes coming up. I know there are just tons of exciting ways for people to learn some new tools. What would you like to share with us? Yeah, I would say that, you know, the first the first class is the Access Bars, number one, is absolutely a gift. If you're a mother, if you're a person walking on this planet, it doesn't matter 
you know, where you are. But if, if you would just like something that can release stress, the bars is huge. Um, and then the foundation is where you learn a lot of these key elements that Glenna and I are talking about, you know, learning how to actually ask questions, um, having an interesting point of view, t- taking, you know, the myth and busting through it is what is pretty much the joy that I found in all these classes is walking out of class and being like, wow, life can be fun again. Being a mom can be fun. Working can be fun. None of it is something that you have to do. So there's a huge class coming up in North America. It's the first time in three years that um, Gary and Jane, the founders of Access, have offered this um, in, you know, in, it's going to be in Vancouver. So it's great if you're in the U.S., you can just hop over the border. Um, and it's five days of change.com is the website where you can find more information. And that's going to be April 14th through the 18th. And then the weekend after that, they're going to be in um, Seattle. And I'm sure Glenna has talked all about the body and bodies on a lot of her past shows. So it's going to be the advanced body class that Gary Douglas is doing. And I think, Glenna, are you doing a class before that? Yeah, the a body class? days right before. Yeah, the 20th to the 20th. Second, I'm doing the three-day body class, which is one of the is a, two of those are a prerequisite for the three-day class. So if you've had one, it's a great way to get your second one in um, and go right into Gary's class. And and the prerequisite for my three-day body class is the foundation, bars and foundation that Megan was just talking about. So you could go up to Vancouver, come right down to Seattle, and have a whole Pacific Northwest two-week extravaganza of getting a lot of change, amazing change in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and these and classes, you can go to if you're, I was just going to say, if you're a mom, if you're listening to this because it's a topic, these classes for me gave me that sense of space where I could actually, after I had, you know, after I had my kid, actually regroup again on what it was that I wanted to create. It's a space to actually nurture your body for, you know, for the three days in the body class, then for the four days in the foundation, and then the bars of one day. You're literally, it's the most nurturing space that I've ever been in, and it sort of gives you this turbocharge to take on the world for the rest of the year. Yeah. So what, what was your site, Glenna, yeah. your website? Oh, yes, let's give out your um, website, oh, Glenna. Gl- yeah, com, or you can just go right to drglennarice.accessconsciousness.com and see the registration page there. Um, and kids come for free to access classes, which is one of the most incredible gifts. Uh, me as a mom, I could not have done this stuff if, it, if they didn't have that amazing policy that kids come from free for free under 15 and under are free and then it's half price um, to 18 because I brought my kids to everything. <clears throat> when I first started out, I just had to. I didn't have the caregivers that I needed and I was able to go. I wouldn't have been able to do this stuff if it, they didn't have that. So you can bring your kids and then they change too. Um, yeah, that's the best start, part. And they start asking you <laughs> questions like, Hey, Mom, <laughs> that's an interesting point of view you have about huh. that, or who does that belong to? Yeah, they'll start questioning huh. on you on your stuff, too, so you get a house full of facilitators. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I am so loving this. Christine, I am so sorry. Please call us back. I know that, you know, your cell phone was in and out, but we are here for you. And as soon as you call back in, we will get your question on air with Mr. Benny and rock it. I want to ask you both a question that may be a little bit different But let's just talk about it for a minute. You know, um, let's say you're a mom and let's say you had a pretty shaky early years with your child. You know, you're moving along and you just don't know how or you're not quite sure. 
how to even begin to repair what you think may have been a not so good mothering experience with your children. Now, I know that there are moms listening to this that probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I want to ask each of you, uh, do you work with women that want to create something new and yet really are bringing so much of the guilt and the shame for the mistakes that they believe they've made in parenting? And I would like to know from each of you what your experience is and how the tools and access can help with that. Oh, wow. That's a good, it's great um Great topic. Yeah, tons of mothers come into this thing with guilt and shame and regret about what they didn't do right as a parent. The thing is, what if nothing you've ever done as a parent has actually been wrong? What if there are no mistakes? And one of the best tools for mothering or parenting that I've ever had is this willingness to be willing to be a bad parent. Because if you're willing to receive the judgments of other people that you didn't get it right, that you didn't do it right, and they can be from as stupid as putting the wrong lunch, you know, in the kid's school lunch bag in the morning to, um, you know, getting so angry at your kids you want to hit them. Or maybe you actually did. I mean, it could be that you just couldn't handle your baby crying and you left them in the room screaming and you spent the last 10 years feeling like the most horrible person in the world because you did that. What if nothing was ever wrong? What, was that, what if that was the only thing you had available at the time? And what if there are mm-hmm. other ways of, um, of being with your children differently? Like, what was going on with the crying baby? You didn't have the questions to ask then. And, and often, it's, I find so often that parents that have all this guilt and shame, if I ask, are your kids okay? Do your kids mm-hmm. actually have a problem with any of this? The energy is a no. The kids mm-hmm. are much more forgiving of us than we ever are for ourselves. They know who we were when they picked us. They knew what mom they were getting the second they got their bodies and were born to us. Um, and they knew the father they were getting. And, and they're way more okay than we are. So if you're willing to be a bad mom, and you've received the judgments, even yours, that you um, are bad, then you can actually start creating whatever you want. Because a bad mother can just be the one that picks her kids up 10 minutes late from school. And those are not the things that are actually creating bad mothers. Bad mothers, truly mothers that aren't a nurturing, kind, caring, supportive, empowering mothers, don't come to my classes. They don't, aren't, aren't asking these questions. Usually the people that are are incredibly kind and amazing people. I was going to say, they're not even wondering if they're a bad parent. If you're wondering if you're a bad parent, you're likely not one. (laughs) Right, exactly. You know, yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up, and I I want to share this with you, you know, I've I've had the fortune, the really great fortune of having two moms. You know, I had my mom, um, and I've talked about this before on air, and, you know, it's actually a part of my book. You know, I had a mom that uh, literally grew up in a time where she couldn't be who she was, and it weighed very heavily on herself. And, of course, drugs, alcohol, and ultimately a suicide is the way that ended. And I, that opened a door for me to meet my stepmom. And what's interesting about this is how my stepmom got to grow up and I got to grow up, all of us kids, together because my stepmom was quite young. But she said something to me one day, and I think it talks to what you just said. She said something to me. She said, you know, I, I don't know that I could ever, ever love you the way I would love my own birth children. But then she said, 
but I loved you uh, more than you can imagine. Now, what got my mom to that place in a very tumultuous, rocky relationship with her was exactly what you're talking about, was the ability and willingness to want to do something else in life. And in her case, you know, she had to seek out the tools. Aren't you both offering moms listening to the shows today, aren't you offering them a way to step into a new, loving, grateful, forgiving place as well? You know, it's not all about, oh, changing the diaper, not changing the diaper, you know, taking them to school, donuts, coffee. You know what I'm saying? You're really inviting people to learn something that will last a lifetime and then also pay that forward. Isn't that really what we're talking about here is a new paradigm for parenting? I would, I would definitely say so. And, and one of the greatest gifts for me is, you know, I have people like Glenna and Glenna has people like me. We can actually, when you're the mom, when you're in it, sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? So yeah. how, you know, I've asked Glenna before, like, God, this is going on with, you know, my toddler. Can you help here? And she has just asking her the question allows her to actually see what's going on. And then she can help facilitate me and sustain it so that I can choose to change it or not. And, and with these tools, there are facilitators in 173 countries around the world, and you can reach out to them. Glenn and I are definitely, you know, working with people all the time. I work with pregnant women because the same stuff comes up with pregnancy that you somehow, you know, if you didn't have this gorgeous natural birth, then you have completely ruined your child from the start. Or if you can't get pregnant, then you're a bad woman. Like, there's so much judgment around this entire topic. And the thing is, is that when it starts, you just somehow in this current paradigm, you know, the one that we're changing, somehow wrongness is just you're automatically wrong from the, from the beginning. So what if, what if we could actually start a new paradigm where you're actually not wrong? You have total choice. And what, do you, what would you like to create? You know, with mm-hmm. your story, Pat, that you just talked about is mm-hmm. what is, you know, for, for your mom, like everywhere you took on that you were not a good kid or that you weren't what your mom wanted, mm-hmm. like all of those things, it's this, this cycle that just keeps getting passed down. Yeah. One of the, one of the parents that I've worked with, um, I worked with her actually, um, she saw me like she saw me when I was pregnant and then I talked with her about what occurred. I had a really crazy birth. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, natural Lala birth that I was hoping to have. Mm-hmm. And just through me talking about what had changed for me and what I got to with when I realized, wow, I, regardless of how this ended, I, he gets to actually have choice and I have choice. What if, what if there wasn't a wrong way to have a baby? One of her kids she had one perfect birth, you know, orgasmic birthing, natural experience with her first child. And her second one was traumatic. And, and basically she realized she took the point of view that he had a bad start. So she had so many problems with him as a toddler because she had this point of view that he was bad from the beginning. Yeah. So when she unlocked that, it unlocked everything and everything changed. So it's yeah. really simple. Everything can change in a nanosecond if you have the tools and you can ask questions. And you can call, like, I don't have all the answers, neither does Glenna, but you call a facilitator and they help get you whatever information you need in that moment. Because yeah. we don't have the answer. We don't, we, no one's getting it right. 
You know, if you took a poll of all the women out there, I doubt anyone thinks they're getting it right. Yeah. And, you know, Glenn, I wanted to ask you, thank you, Megan. Thank you for that. You know, I, I wanted to ask you about this because remember when I said at the top, and we're going to go ahead and skip this break. And, you know, I said at the top that moms are really being described quite differently and not just quite differently than they did, you know, like uh, back in the 80s, 70s, 80s. You know, it's like now a mom you know, today is handling the responsibilities of caring for children, managing the household, juggling work demands, right? You know, keeping close tabs on families, their needs, maintaining friendships, also looking for outlets for me time, for leisure, for the family, for herself, shopping. She's confronted with more brands, products, widgets, digits ever before, overabundance of information, little time to research it. And here we are describing the mom today because her role is to make the best option. But what's happening with them? What's happening is what you both are talking about. Whether they say it out loud or not, they're saying what else is possible to hear. So here's what I'd like to ask you both about. They have busted through the myth that moms are not technically savvy. That is so not the expression of the mom today. They are by far, you know, more technically savvy, as the, the, the research says, than pretty much any other demographic. Technology has become their friend. Now, isn't this, again, part of the way you both help moms get to the place of what else is possible, but also now the stigma that is associated with being technically savvy as a mom. Isn't this an interesting dilemma to have? <laughs> well, I know I'm, I'm definitely technically, well, savvy. I don't know about savvy, but I am on the computer and doing, yeah. learned all the social media stuff I had yep. to, to run my business. And then, no, yep. and then, you know, going to my kids who are teenagers who are even more technically savvy about what they know so they can help me out with the stuff that I'm not getting. Um, Definitely something that has this. You have to grow with that. I mean, the, the, yeah. those things are coming up, and they're tools that we use. They're, they contribute to our life, and if you don't use them, you're going to be lost. Um, I don't know, if Megan, who is like the social media and marketing director <laughs> for Access, I know <laughs> more about I, the computer savvy world. She's actually a huge wealth of information for me, also. And I wanted to bring <laughs> that up because I knew that about you, Megan. And I really wanted to make sure we did talk about that because being that person, you know, in the outside world, they see you out and about and they see you on your phone and little do they know, wait a minute, she's not just Facebooking or playing a game. (laughs) This is the mom, the CEO that has to be connected like 92% of you are to your smartphones, by the way, that's the statistic, moms (laughs) over 35 uh, I know you're not, maybe not that, but moms over 35, 92% of them own, own, own smartphones. They take it with them, they listen to them, and they do their stuff on it. What do you think, Megan, about that? Yeah, you know, it's actually, for me, it's actually really cool because it allows you to, to be a mom and work on the go. So I keep thinking back, you know, a couple of years ago, wait, more than a couple of years ago now, when I was working with, um, you know, with companies, I don't think I would have survived if I had to do the whole nine to five, you know, get my kids to school or daycare and then go to work. I mean, right now I'm working 24 seven 
which mm-hmm. technology allows for me to do that. So I, I don't have to do nine to five. Now I do set some boundaries where I say, okay, you know, from five o'clock until seven o'clock, I put, you know, my phone away as much as I can because that's when he's home from school and I need, I would really like to give him, you know, mm-hmm. total presence for at least a couple hours a day. But other than that, in the morning, I'm, you know, I'm doing a million different things while I'm getting him ready. I'm having coffee. I'm working on the go. So you can use technology to actually increase your your level of creation. And and it helps you, you know, I don't know if, if anyone else out there is it's a mom. For me, when I had a kid, I actually stepped up in a totally different way. What I used to be able to get accomplished in one day before I had a kid is literally probably like 10% of what I get done now. Because right. they fuel you to just keep going. You know, there's, you're moving a million miles an hour. You can get way more accomplished in the day than you ever thought. Because if you have two hours without a kid, it's amazing how fast you get everything done if you know you have to get it done. Right. And then I you mean, can use technology but this is really part that. of the journey now. This is not an yeah. anomaly, right? But no. don't you think, ladies, that part of what you're helping people with is to understand that what's the topic of today's show, if we could? right? Uh, yeah. 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 We could have it all, Megan, right? Absolutely. Oh, I think we're calling Glenna back. I think that's what we're <laughs> I think, Megan, we got so fired up over this that we probably was like, what happened to Dr. Glenna? But, you know, part of this is you do represent, you do represent, Megan, you do represent, you know, the modern day mom, the CEO, the head of household, uh, and, you know, it's not it's not to say that this is just all everything about that, because, you know, there are men, too, that are in a significant Absolutely. role in this. So when we say mom, we're not necessarily referring to women per se. There are men in this role and they are faced with just the, uh, just about the same things. And then you put, you know, two people together that are in a situation. So they're both really having to be very resourceful around this what what's your what i want to ask you what your message is megan for the moms out there right now based on what we're talking about here today my message is just that you know if you have a dream that you have put on hold because you're a mom what if you could actually get that going again you know i've met a lot of moms who they didn't want to necessarily do the nine to five but they started looking at wow because of technology and different things i have at my fingertips I could create a blog that then all of a sudden, and I have, I have moms that have created a blog on, you know, cooking, and they take pictures of all the food they're cooking, and then they, they become these huge blog sensations writing for all different types of publications because they, they just wanted to still contribute to the world while they were taking care of their kids. So what is it you'd like to create that you decided you can't create because you're a mom? And what if you didn't have to stop that? What if you could actually look at, okay, what? Five things have I always wanted to create, and what if now is the time? Because the thing is, for me, my child, I do know one thing, and I think Glennon probably has the same thing, is that as a mom, when you are actually creating at this speed and at this, you know, when you're having fun being alive, you're inviting your kids to know that that's possible and to choose for them to do that as they grow up as well. Yeah. So having it all for me is just having, literally, what if there isn't anything you know, if you, ha- if you ever go to one of those moments of, oh, well, I can't travel because I have a kid, instead of saying, what would it take? 
what would it take to have, you know, I travel with my kid. I'll bring him sometimes. I don't bring him all the time because I need my own alone time, but I do bring him sometimes. What would it take? How does that work? How much money do I have to make to bring him on these trips? Who do I have to find to take care of him? What, what could it look like? Asking questions, again, gives you the space to actually have it all, whatever it is you desire. Yeah. Glenna, how about you? Yeah, I love What's what Megan message? just said. Yeah. That's <laughs> my message. You know, being willing to choose for you as a mom um, and not choosing against your kids in that question, choose for you yeah. and including your kids in all your choices. When you start creating a greater life, the children just come along. That's the leadership stuff we were talk- talking about. Yeah. And doing this for 10, 10, 12 years with my kids, seeing who they are now from the questions I asked and being willing to choose for me and going, okay, so I don't know how to do this, but what would it take for this to show up, traveling with my kids, making more money, all of those things, seeing the children, my, the way my children are creating their lives from this place without the doubt, without the wrongness of what they choose, with this incredible confidence that I certainly didn't have at 17 and 21 and 12 years old. Um, so choose for you. Choose what's going to be greater for you, what makes you feel light. Just start asking questions about what would it take for that to show up for me, greater than I could imagine. And allow yeah. everything hey. around you, including your children, to contribute. Hey, Glenna, I have a question for you. Hmm? Do, do your children have less because you've chosen to have more? Absolutely not. They have <laughs> so much more. They have more than me. <laughs> they create ginormously. <laughs> Funny, huh? Yeah, funny. Yeah, and that is a myth. That is really, you know, uh, that's the new paradigm we're talking about. Because what you're learning, they are vicariously learning from you as well. Thank you both for today. One last thing, please, uh, let's give out the websites again. Let's tell folks how they can find out about the upcoming events as well. Sure, so I'm just going Yep, go for it. Oh, five days of change.com for the bars and the foundation class. It's up in Vancouver. And then um, for my class, glennarice.com is the best way to find mine. And you can go to accessconsciousness.com also to find Gary Douglas's classes. Awesome. Megan, how about you? Well, the five days of change is also online. So if you can't get to Vancouver because you have kids and you don't want to, you know, take them there, um, you can also take both the bars class and the foundation class online. Um, and then you can also find me on the Access Consciousness website if you want to see what I have going on. I have lots going on, so you can get in touch with me if you, you know, both Glenn and I are available for private sessions, I'm sure, as well, because um, sometimes that can that can help as well if you're not knowing where to start. I love it. Well, thank, thank you, so you both for, having for joining me here today. Gosh, thank you so much for all that you do. Benny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning us in and turning us on. And by the way, if you've missed any part of this, this will play again tonight on TransformationTalkRadio.com or the TheDrPatShow.com. And please stay tuned for the announcement of our upcoming crowdfunding campaign. Thank you all for all your support. We'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.